Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You're about to experience the life-giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more about Dr. Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And no matter what, remember, love God, love people, and love life. I want to get right into the teaching tonight. We are so glad you're here for your VIP. That's what we call our first-time guests. We are certainly thrilled that you are with us uh, tonight. It's going to be good. I want to get right into the Word tonight. Somebody say, Lord. Lord. Say it with me. Say, Lord. Lord. I need a hunger for your Word. Your neighbor's issue is, is that they're hungry for a lot of different things, but they need to get hungry for what's going to change everything. Uh, so, so say, Lord. Lord. I need a hunger for your Word. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Throughout the teaching tonight, you can tweet me at Bishop Foreman or at Harvest underscore CC. Uh, let's go to one scripture. I want to go to Jeremiah 17. And, uh, but before we do that, let's make our confession of faith together. And we're going to get right into it. Did y'all learn something last Wednesday? Amen. And so I'm kind of cross-training in the weekends. I'm talking to you about relationship. During the week, I'm talking to you about your mouth. So if we get your mouth work, maybe we can get some of your relationships to work too. Making, all right, here it is. Lift your Bible high. Let's make our confession of faith together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind... Amen. Remain standing. Go to Jeremiah chapter 17. We're going to look at a couple of verses. Now, we're going to look at several verses tonight, so uh, just keep your Bible, your iPad, or whatever you use. Just keep it real handy. And again, we greet all those on our Roku sites and uh, on our internet campus. Would you just again shout out, let them know we're glad they're watching tonight? Oh, come on, Wednesday night. Y'all can do better than that. Come on, man. You, you shout better than that for the Broncos. And they are hate. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse number 9, it says, The heart or the mind there, lab in Hebrew, is deceitful above all things. You, you, you want to know something bigger liar than the devil? You. Your mind is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Desperately means it's incurably sick. Who can know it? In, in, in other words, you ever heard somebody say, so-and-so is a good person? The issue with a statement like that is that you presume that you can know the heart or the, ma- or the mind of a person. The, the, does this not on? 
the, the book says, the heart is deceitful above all things, and it's desperately wicked. Who can know it? So look at verse 10. He says, I, the Lord, search the heart or the mind. I test the mind. Mind here means secret parts. He says, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruits of his doings. Now, I want you to look at verse 10 again. Say the Lord. He says, I search your heart, which really is mine. So then when it says mine, it means he searches even the secret parts, the part that you thought you had locked away from everybody. But look at this. He says, even to give, watch this part, every man according to his ways. Now, now ways there means according to his actions and his conversations. Okay, I, I just will have my seat because y'all ain't. Don't. Okay, Jeremiah 17, 10. God, God says, Everything I'm giving you is according to your actions and your conversations. Okay. Bishop, why isn't this in my life? Check your actions and your conversations. Bishop, why am I dealing with all this drama? Check your actions and your conversations. This is why I got this problem. Check your actions and your conversations. Father, help us tonight as we move in what you have ordained. Help us to change our confessions to line up with what your word is ordained. And we honor you for it now in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Just have five, two or three people and tell them your confession, your confession. Uh, last week, we looked at the fact that uh, our confession is our weapon. Say my confession is my weapon. Uh, we looked at the Greek word homo legeo, which means to confess. It means to say what God says or to agree with God. Say, I must agree with God. And we ended on last week talking about, we looked at two examples. One was how we answer the fig tree or how we answer every problem uh, that we face in life. But the second thing that we looked at uh, is the story with uh, David and how David, his confession began to line up with his desires, not necessarily his situation. Uh, anybody can agree with what they can clearly see, but not everybody can see what can't be seen. There is a difference between sight and vision. Uh, most people have sight is the ability to perceive what is natural, but not everybody has vision. Vision is the ability to perceive what is not natural to the natural man. It is the ability to see into the invisible, but know that it will one day be visible because I have the fortitude to make it visible. See, see I'm talking to some people tonight that the reality is, is if you look around you, it, it may not look that great, uh, but you see beyond what everybody else can see. And everybody else might see a mess, but you're saying to yourself, I know any minute this is getting ready to turn for my favor because if God be for me, who in the world could be against me? It may not look good right now, but baby, give me another 24 hours because I'm working on something. How about somebody say I'm working on something? So David, he goes and he fights the battle of Goliath. He fights a king's battle and he is fighting Goliath, but he talks a good game before he fights a good game. It is very important that as Christians that our talk uh, is just as important as our walk. Uh, it's important because it is often our talk that establishes our ability to walk. That is the reason why David said, uh, who is this uncircumcised or no covenant having Philistine? In other words, he looked at his giant and everybody else said, this giant is too big. But David said, well, that just means he's too big to miss. See, you look at him and think that uh, he's a great obstacle. I look at him and say he's a big fool because he messed with the wrong, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. He messed with the wrong one on the wrong day. I think I'm talking to a few people that you in your wrong day kind of mode. This is what you mean. Well, you sick and tired of being sick and tired about being sick and tired of the same thing but something's getting ready to change i dare you to shake your neighbor's arm say something's getting ready to change yes it is. and i and i know it's getting ready to change because my confession is getting ready to line up with what god has been declaring 
So I want to show you this. Say, my confession is very important. So Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10, we look, the heart is deceitful above all things. The mind. Now, here's how it works for us. We think, and then based on what we think, we normally speak. The problem is, is often what we think, we often conclude wrong because we conclude based on past experiences, not the revelation of what can be. Bishop, what are you trying to say? Your thinking has been shaped by every failure, every mistake, every issue you've ever made. So now that at the stage you're at in life, you are judging this as if it is that situation from back then. In because you now have developed a paradigm and your paradigm has been shaped not by the great things that have happened to you but by those things that have given you boundaries and limitations and so now while you say you serve the God that can do the impossible you continually limit him to doing the possibilities that you can perceive for yourself because all you know is mistaken failure but tonight somebody say tonight Tonight, I got to shake you up out of that thinking because your thinking has been stinking up your life for too long. And God says, baby, I'm ready to upgrade you. I'm ready to do for you what eye has not seen and what ear has not heard. But I can't do it unless I get you to break loose of the thinking that has been keeping you bound. You've been thinking like a slave for too long. You've been thinking like you're broke for too long. You've been thinking like you always got to be jacked up for too long. So watch it. He says, the mind is deceitful. Because it's going to tell you everything you can't do, everything you can't be, everything that you can't achieve. And so, and so the prophet, he's telling us, he's saying, it's so wicked, it's incurably sick, who can know it? In other words, he's saying, only God has the ability to cut through all of your drama to get to the heart of the matter. Have you ever thought that the problem was the problem until you talked to somebody that had a higher level of intellect to you to discover that what you thought was the problem is not really the problem because you can only solve the problems that you have the intellect to be able to solve. And so God said, let me introduce you to somebody, something, some words, some message, some teaching that can introduce you to a higher level of intellect because the way you've been thinking is the way you thought that you had to always think. But I'm trying to change your thinking because if I can change your thinking, I can change your life. Ain't nobody going to say nothing to me tonight. Would you shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off and say, I'm busting free tonight. I'm bust him so he says he says your mind is sick because your mind has now developed all of these boundaries all of these limitations based on everything that has not gone right so now he's saying look at verse 10 then the lord responds and look at the lord's response the lord responds and says watch this he says, I, the Lord. Now, Lord there is in all capitals, which means that is God's coveted name. Uh, you've been taught, so you understand God is not God's name. God is a title. Lord is God's covenant name. yet hey wav Tetragrammaton, the Jews say. Uh, they literally just say the name. So he's saying, I, the name. Somebody say the name. Uh, the reason that they don't utter that name carelessly is because they understand that that name has power. Now, I'm not talking about power where it just gives you goosebumps. I'm talking about power where it'll turn somebody that hates you into somebody that favors you. I'm talking about power to where it'll take your nothing and turn it into something. I'm talking about power that can make a man that's never done anything great step out and walk out on water. I'm talking about power. Somebody shout power. So he says, I, the name, search the mind. I test the secret parts of the mind. But watch the second part. Even to give every man according to his actions and conversations. The word ways there is the Hebrew word derek, D-E-R-E-K. And it means according to his actions and according to his conversations. Now, in other words, uh, let's read the verse. I give every man, say that. Now, that also means woman. According to their actions and conversations. You have the life you have right now because of two things, your actions and your conversations. 
And that's why God's been trying to shake some of the folk around you because he said, you've been having too many broke conversations and that's why you got broke life. You've been having too many jacked up dysfunctional conversations and that's what you got jacked up dysfunctional life. But touch that neighbor again. I hope you like him because you're going to talk to him at least 15 more times tonight. Touch him and say, but I'm breaking free tonight. So I give to every man, not according to what he prays, but according to what he says, okay? I give to every man, not according to what he just, uh, here's somebody else quote. I give him according to what he does and according to what he says, which means you don't get what you pray for, you get what you say for. Okay, it's quiet in the church. According to the fruit of his doing. So let me give you another scripture. Go to Proverbs 18, 21. I'm telling you why your confession is so important. So God says, I'm going to give to you according to your actions and your conversations. Conversations involve confessions. You're speaking, right? And this is so powerful. This is so powerful. Say, I am a speaking spirit. I am a speaking spirit. All right, Proverbs 18, 21. You got it? I guess I should flip to it too, huh? Proverbs 18, 21. All right, let's read it together since I don't have it. Here you go. All right, 18, 21. One, two, ready, read. Stop. Death and life are in the power of your generational curse. Death and life are in the power of your failure. Death and life are in the power of your mistakes. No, death and life are in the power of your mouth. Now, death and life here to a Hebrew has a significant meaning because death is called a realm. Say realm. So now watch this. Death is the realm of the curse. Life is the realm of the blessing. In Deuteronomy, God says, I said before you this day, uh, life and death, the blessing and the curse. Choose, therefore, this day. Uh, and I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you, which means every day heaven says, I'm witnessing against you as to whether or not you chose the curse today or you chose the blessing today. But now it is a choice. Amen. Are you hearing me? So watch this. Uh, put the verse up. Death and life, some monitor, please, are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Now, this is perplexing because what does it mean, those who love it? Have you ever noticed negative people normally like to be negative? They like to find something negative. You, you, you could be talking about all of the great accoutrements of the experience that you are having, but a negative person finds something to be negative about. And it's not that they're saying it for the purposes of constructive criticism. They are saying it simply for the purposes of being able to be negative because they love the fruit of their negativity because their negativity makes them feel safe. But the reality is, is that they truthfully, something in them is so jacked up and dysfunctional that they like the fact that there's something wrong with stuff because if there's something wrong with other stuff, it makes them feel better about the wrong in them and so they got to find your issues so that they feel better about their issues they they got to find your shortcomings so they feel better y'all ain't gonna say nothing i'm preaching too good for y'all to be shouting this whack they, they want to find your issues, your problems, because it makes them feel better about theirs. And that is the reason why that you got people that hate on you and you're trying to figure out why you're talking about me. It is because they, they only are able to be able to equalize the situation because they do not enjoy the disequilibrium that exists between you and them. Because what they're trying to do is find a way to bring you down to them, which means you just told me something. If you're trying to pull me down, you just let me know I was already higher than what I thought I was, which means... Keep on saying what you got to say and keep on doing what you... Matter of fact, you ought to be like Jesus and look at every Judas and say, do what you must do quickly because I got some living to do. I got some places to go. I... So watch. 
He says, and they that love it will eat its fruit, which means, watch this, if I love saying good things, I'm going to love the fruit of good things, but now, if I love negativity, I'm going to love being negative. That's why you can have a, somebody sit in church and have a, a message about their confession and then walk out and they can talk crazy about it. Why? Because they don't love the fruit of the blessing, they love the fruit of the curse. And what they love is evidenced in how they speak. So, so watch this. Say death, death. and life are in the power of my tongue. Which means, watch this. You can go as far as you can speak. You may say, Bishop, I, I don't have a college degree. Well, that's only a problem to you. But if your tongue can come up with a confession... That says he'll give me houses I didn't build and he'll give me vineyards I didn't plant and he'll give me opportunities I don't qualify for. I know I'm not qualified for. That's why it's called grace. I feel it here. That's why it's called mercy. It's called grace and mercy because I didn't do nothing but be born. And since my daddy is a king, I was born rich. I dare you to high five somebody and say my daddy is the king. Yes, he is. He, he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. All the go- Okay. So watch. So watch. So you say to yourself, well, I don't have a credit for it. But that's only a problem to you. I serve a God that got a way to get into computer systems. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. But I filed bankruptcy before. That's only a problem to you. Death and life, the blessing and the curse are in the power of your tongue. Why don't you start saying my life is so blessed I, I couldn't imagine how more blessed I could be. When I wake up, I'm blessed. When I go to sleep, I'm blessed. When I walk out the house, I'm blessed. Somebody shout, I'm blessed. So watch. So, so you go as far as you can say. Got it? So, 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 so some people say, well, Bishop, I just don't see how that's going to happen. See, ain't nobody asked you about what you see. I asked you what you're going to say. All right. All right. Go to Psalm 103.20. I got to, I got to, I got to get us where we're going. Psalm 103.20. Psalm 103.20. I want to show you something. And then uh, I'm going to show you a few things and then I'm going to quit it. Psalm 103.20. Got it? Got it? All right, now, I, I want you to read it. And I, now, remember, from last week, if you weren't here last week, get to see. Um, when we talk about confession and what we speak, we talked about specifically agreeing with what God says. Amen. Got it? So God says you're the head and not the tail. Sam, the head and not the tail. Now, here's the trip about being the head not the tail. Both positions feel the same. Bishop, what do you mean? If I'm standing here and the rest of the line is in front of me, that puts me as the tail. Right? But he said I'm the head and not the tail. Now, you keep thinking, well, I just got to just keep on walking up this way. No, that ain't what he said. He said all I got to do is just. And you went from being the tail. But you looked up and all of a sudden. See, some of y'all thinking it's going to take God 5 and 10 and 15 years. And God is saying, I ain't trying to do all that. I'm just trying to. Ain't nobody going to say nothing. God says, I'm trying to do something instant. I'm trying to do something quick. If I could just get somebody to homo legeo to agree with me and say what I say. So watch. Here's the verse. 
Psalm 103, 20. You read it. One, two, ready, read. Stop. Who do what he says. No. His angels do his word. So when we say confession, we're saying I agree with what God says. Say I agree with what God says. So look at it. Who excel in strength. Angel just means messengers. Who do his what? Word. Now, now look at this next part. You read it. One, two, ready, read. Heeding his voice. No. You got angels that have been standing around tired because you ain't gave them nothing to do. And they're standing around ready for you to give them a command. But because you won't agree with God and say what... what Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. You got angels that have been assigned to your life that have been standing around waiting for you to get a revelation of the fact that they move according to his word, which means, Bishop, what are you trying to say? They don't need him to say it. They'll let me say it. And if they hear me say what they already heard him say, they'll think it's him saying it. Y'all ain't saying nothing, which means when I speak, my angels say, let's get to work as if Jehovah himself would. Verse, bless the name, you his messengers, who excel in strength. That means they like to fight. I don't know about you, but every now and then, I'm real nice. I'm a real nice Christian man. <laughs> but to, uh, now, <laughs> let me clean this up real clean here. I'm a good Christian man. Any other good Christian people in the church? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. We thank him, Lord. But now look here. There's some boundaries. And when you cross the boundary, you're going to find out why the kingdom suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Y'all ain't saying nothing. See, don't y'all sit up here and look at me because I got the reports on y'all. I know that y'all are sitting back in the cut. What? what? Don't, don't. So watch. The angels say, listen, you've been exerting all of this strength fighting. And we've been standing with nothing to do. You have angels that are unemployed. Because you won't give them a job. Because all you sitting up and saying, my light bill, my house note. Ooh, child. And your angel is like, you ain't gave us nothing to do. Because we don't respond to mess. Verse. Who do his word. Not your complaining. Heeding the voice of his word. Not your discouragement. Now listen, listen. We all get discouraged sometimes. We all got to cry sometimes. You got to cry sometimes. Touch them and say, you got to cry sometimes. But after that crying, you need to start saying that he the voice of his word. Uh, let me give you something for fun. Verse 21. Bless the name, all his host. So these are the angels that all they do is fight. They, they hold mission. He created them to fight. Bishop, why did you tell us that little thing about, you know, because, because, because you, 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 you sitting up here exerting all this energy, 
for some stuff that you could just speak to. Every battle doesn't require you to show up. It's real quiet right, right to there. Jesus is, the folk would be talking about Jesus and, and Jesus didn't know it. And be like, Master, what do you say? Jesus is like, they're going to hell. I'm cutting through it and giving you the Bishop Foreman version. <laughs> cutting through the fat. Jesus is like, I don't owe that a response. Oh, Jesus, what do you have to say about that? Nothing. Cursed be the man who speaks against me. Let's go eat. <laughs> Bishop, the, doc uh, 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 the doctor told me this. Okay. So what you got to say? Well, I mean, I don't know. Well, see, that's your problem. You need to know something. Well, I just feel. Ain't nobody asked you what you felt. Well, I just have more questions. See, there you go asking all them questions. <laughs> Assume. <laughs> okay, what? Well, I thought this was a Christian church. Okay, Psalm 103, verse 21. You ministers, you servants of his, ministers mean servants of his, to do his what? Pleasure. Well, now, what is his pleasure? He already told us his pleasure. He said, it is my pleasure for my servants to deal in the realm. Uh, I delight, rather, in the prosperity of my servants. Delight, pleasure, those words are tantamount. So God says, I want you to be shalom. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken, all is well. Peace, shalom. All right, now say this over you. So say your name. Say, nothing is missing. Nothing is lacking. Nothing is broken. All is well. But Bishop, keep your butt and them thighs and the rest of it to yourself. Say nothing is missing. Nothing is lacking. Nothing is broken. Everything. Everything. Everything concerning me is well. All right, watch this. Watch this. Let's go another further. So here's how confession works. Go to Matthew chapter 12. So now you see why it's important, right? Now you see why it's important, right? Okay. All right. Because God gives you according to your actions and your conversations. Okay, we learned that from Jeremiah. Then the second reason your confession is important, because life and death, the blessing and the curse and the power of your tongue. And then we discovered that angels are waiting to hear his word. Confession, homo legale, the word which means homo the same legale word, the same word. I say what he says, and they respond to hearing the words he says. Do we understand this? All right, so now look at this. Look at this. Uh, Matthew 12 and uh, verse 30 and the 6. Matthew 12. You know what? Actually, go up to 35. Since, since you don't seem like you're getting it, we're going up to 35. All right, one, two, ready, read. Okay, look at me. Evil, leave the verse up though. Evil means contrary to. Got it? So a good man out of the good treasure of his heart. Now, notice it says good treasure, which means then it is possible to have bad treasure. And the bad treasure is often a treasure that you hide from yourself. That's why Jeremiah told you that your heart, your mind is deceitfully wicked. So he says a good man out of the uh, 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 good treasure, which implies that there could be a bad one. I'll leave that alone. Of his heart, cardia, though, in the Greek, which means the same as lev in, in Hebrew, 
brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth what? Contrary things. The real essence of evil is to be contrary to you. So if you're trying to go forward, evil's trying to push you backward. You're trying to go up, evil's trying to push you down. You're trying to go down, evil's trying to push you down. <laughs> now watch this. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth what? Good things. But, 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 but an evil man or contrary man out of the contrary treasure brings forth contrary things. So look at verse 36. But I say to you that for every idle word men speak. Say, that's me. They will give account of it in the day of judgment. And verse 37, for by the devil. Oh, no, that ain't what it says. For by your words will you be justified. And by your words will you be condemned. Now, now I, I need you all to stay with me. So let me give you several layers. Say several layers. There are several layers of revelation here, so I want to see how many layers we can get to. You ready? So here's the first layer of it. Even your jokes reveal your heart. Amen. E even the stuff that, that you say, me like, I'm playing, is showing something. It, it, and the reason you say I'm playing is because you probably were legitimately playing. But you accidentally pulled from one of them treasures. That reveal that there's something else going. Y'all ain't gonna say something else going on. Y'all ain't gonna hear. Yeah, yeah, y'all ain't gonna say that to me. So, 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 so you'll joke with somebody and you, you'll say something and, and so you think you're all that. No, I'm playing. But that's because the insecure treasure that's on the inside of you, y'all ain't gonna say nothing. That's on the inside of you has just been drawn on. And so you really were playing, but you didn't realize you had something in there that got drawn on because the book says what comes out of you has defined or defiled you. Level one. Here's level two. You ready for it? Okay, watch this. Uh, verse 36. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak. Uh, idle means I didn't really necessarily give any thought to it when I said it. But I said it. Okay. Say idle word. Okay, so let me give you an example of, of idle words. Uh, ooh, if I keep eating, I'm going to be big as all I've done. And have you noticed? <laughs> it's just so hard to work out. Have you noticed? I just don't know where the money going to come from. Have you noticed? My kids are just so. Have you noticed? Lord, I'm so tired. Have you noticed? How are you tired? I worked all day. Everybody works all day. You ain't the only one that's got to work all day. It gets me because in Denver, y'all the most nap-takingest people I've ever met in my life. Taking a nap. What you taking a nap for? Go get you some vitamins and sit up and do something. Sitting here taking a nap at 3 o'clock in the day. Get up and go handle some business. I'm just resting. God ain't don't even rest that much. He rested one day. Not because he was tired, but because he was done. Which means I rest when I'm done, not because I'm tired. 
It's quiet in here. <laughs> Touch your neighbor. Say, fix your face. So look, but I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, that they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Now, here's what happens. Somebody read that and be like, oh, when you stand in front of God one day, God's going to say, why would you say this when you were seven? <laughs> Problem. Problem. Got some trouble. 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 The word judgment here is the Greek word crisis. The Greek word crisis, spelled with a K in Greek, is the word day of accusation. So let's read it, understanding what the word means. But I say to you, for everything you say, even when you're not paying attention to what you're saying, you're going to give an account of it in the day of accusation. Now, you may be thinking, Bishop, what you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? Well, to understand the significance of the word accusation, you'd have to go over to Revelation chapter 12. Go on to Revelation chapter 12. I'm going to help you. Okay. So for everything you say, you're going to give an account for it in the day of crisis. In the day of accusation. You may be thinking, you know, you, you, your mind probably went lots of different places. You're like, you know, that's why they lied on me on my job, because that's the day of accusation. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. Touch your neighbor say, not quite. That's why so-and-so lied and said this. Not, 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 maybe, but not quite. Let me show you something. Can I show you something? Uh, Revelation chapter 12. Uh, go to verse, uh, verse number 10. You got it? All right. Say, so, so remember... Uh, uh, before y'all put up Revelation, let's just real quick flip back to Matthew 12, 36 real quick, and then we'll go to Revelation. Y'all doing a phenomenal job. Phenomenal. <laughs> read it. One, two, ready to read. Okay, so check this out. You've said a lot of stuff today. We've, I've, everyone's and everyone's <laughs> has said a lot of things today. So, now, look what the Bible says. You're going to have to give an account for it. Now, let me explain to you what give an account means. You're going to have to settle. This is what he means, settle. Is that if your mouth wrote $10,000 worth of stuff in the day of crisis or accusation, you got to pay up. Give an account. Do you understand this? Which means, which means watch this. I'm accountable for what I say, even if what I say I really was joking, or I, I really didn't mean it, or I didn't even think twice about it. I just always say that. You ever hear me say That's just what I say. See, I got this rule. I don't let people say stuff, words to me. I don't want in my atmosphere. Words like average or little or small or all right, you, you can keep that. Don't you even put that around me. Ooh, because the day of judgment just came, and your, your account is overdrawn. Get up, bounce. So everybody know. When you serve Jesus. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so say everything I said today was a check. You're going to give an account for it when? In the day of crisis. 
which is the day of accusation. Now, 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 go to Revelation 12, verse 10. Y'all all right? One, two, ready to read. So the reason the day of accusation is mentioned and not the day you stand before the bema or the judgment seat of God is because you're going to pay for what you said way before you get to God. You're going to pay for what? Okay, here it is. Let me just break it down to you. Let me have a pen. Won't you let me have a pen? Won't you come? Oh, that's good. That's a good use of it. I'm not giving it back. I'm just telling you right now. Keeping this. <laughs> so am. Good juicy pen change your life. It makes you feel better about writing. No, don't it do it though. Don't no, don't it do it. No, it makes don't. I'm telling you, it makes you want to write. Sometimes I don't want to use no iPad. Give me a good pen. I'm just gonna write it out. <laughs> so watch this. So today, when you got up, and really the night before, because because you understand, Satan said, I want to see if they're gonna command today. Because if they don't, I'm gonna put my order in. So watch this. So, so since last night, Wednesday started Tuesday at 6 in the evening. Okay? And the evening and the morning were, 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 were the day. Got it? So the way God starts is right now it's Thursday. So what we're doing tonight, see, that's why I don't know why people think you should miss midweek experience at church. Because what I'm doing on Wednesday night is setting the day for Thursday. And the issue is, is I can't depend on what happened on Sunday to set the day for what I... Only a fool drives to the mountains with a quarter tank of gas expecting to make it. You're crazy and you're going to run out of gas and you should because you should have filled up. Now, can I tell you all an embarrassing story? I'll tell it some other day. Okay, watch this. I got to move. <laughs> okay, verse. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now salvation. The book of Revelation means apocalypto. Uh, it means the unveiling, the uncovering. So let me just, for those of you that maybe haven't heard me say this before, don't be scared at the book of Revelation. Like, oh, my God. it's finished. No, 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 no. The whole book of Revelation is to reveal Christ. John is writing the book because he's on the island of Patmos. He's in exile, and he's having to write the book with tons of allegories so that when he sends the letter to Hebrews, Hebrews would understand what he was saying because if he made it plain Greek language, the Greeks would see it, the Greco-Roman culture. They'd be able to read it and know what he said. So he had to put it in code, which is Hebrew allegory. So he uses imagery like a beast, and then you got crazy preachers talking about, oh, it's going to be a beast coming out to sea. No, that's fairy tales. Beast is a Hebrew idiom for a country. So now, so when you read it, don't get scared. Oh, is a beast going to have seven heads? Listen, that's a video game. Do you understand this? Okay, so don't be scared to be like, oh my God, it's good. No, 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 no. The whole book of Revelation, John revealed. And you know why John had the revelation? Can I teach you for just a moment? The reason that John had the revelation is because John was the beloved disciple. So John got a revelation uh, that the other disciples did not get because Jesus loved John and he loved John in a way that he didn't love the others. So he said, I can tell John, but I can't tell y'all because I love him. And my love for him means I trust him. And because I trust him, I can give him a level of revelation that I can't give to you because I can't trust you all the way. And uh, so I only give revelation to them that I can trust which means I only revealed myself to somebody I could trust. Message, you can't reveal all of you to somebody you... 
is quiet in the church. Jesus said, I trust you. And since now, watch this, I trust you. I'm going to unveil myself to you so you can write about me, but write about me in such a way that when they read it, they're going to get scared at first until they get the understanding that I wasn't saying this to make them fearful. I was saying this to make them glad. Glad about what? Since I am come. They don't have to experience this. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? The revelation is that Jesus came and he died. Can we go to the Baptist church for five minutes? Didn't he die? Didn't he hang on that cross and paint with on Calvary? And didn't his blood wash our sins away? Sin had left a crimson stain, but somebody knows he washed them. I wish I had a church in here. So come back now. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now salvation and strength, the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. Next verse. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Say, that's shed. Shed, S-H-E-D. And by the word of their testimony. Tell your neighbor, say, I got a testimony. See, quit being scared to talk about what God's done for you because you think somebody going to look at you crazy. Truth be told, they got their own mess that they're dealing with. You, you, you all look at your neighbor and say, I, I've been through some things. Tell them, I sure have. Baby, I done been through hell and back. I've been through the storm and the rain. I've seen the breakers dashing and the thunder roaring. And I, I, I've been through some stuff. And you know what gets me over? My testimony. That, that's why I'm still standing because I know if he did it back, I think I got some witnesses in here. Won't he do it again? So watch the verse. Uh, you got a testimony. Touch your name and say, I'm not ashamed of it. Uh, matter of fact, that's what, that, do you know what? That's what makes my worship real. My worship is real because if you knew the hell I had to go through, you knew that when I say I love you, I really love you, Jesus, because. So look. You okay? Won't you come? So watch. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. But I don't want to deal with verse 11. I want to deal with verse 10. Verse 10. There it is. Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God have come. See, y'all haven't gotten it yet. That's why we keep repeating it. And the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who stood before God and brought up charges against them based on what they said. You, 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 you didn't get it. They, they ain't got it yet. Go, go back to Matthew 12, 36. And when you get it, I know you get it uh, uh, by the level of your praise. Because why you have us praise so much? Because it's good to learn, but you also need to make sure that you're learning with, with a spirit of acceptance and rejoicing. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of crisis, in the day of accusation. Go to Revelation 12.10. Verse, for the accuser. Twelve thirty-six. That's all right. That's cool. I'll break you. I can last. <laughs> but I say to you. For everything you say, 
whether you meant it or not, you will pay the price for it in the day of accusation. Revelation 12.10. And the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night. Satan takes a nice juicy pen and he's been writing down everything you've been saying. Oh, this is blue. He's he been writing down everything. I'm really keeping it now. He's been writing down everything you've been saying. And he says, God, you can't bless them. No, you can't bless them because today's the day of accusation. And she said nothing ever works for her. So based on her word, nothing can. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. God, he said he was sick. So because he said it, you has to have it. Oh, ain't nobody going to say nothing to me. God, they said they were going to lose their job. So because they said it, take it. Y'all ain't said nothing. They said they were scared so-and-so was going to walk out. Well, they said it, so now they got to go. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. They said it. They said it. Because they said it, today is the day of accusation. Settle the account. Give them what they said. And do you know what heaven has to do? Heaven has to abide by its word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not a jot or tittle of his word. So go back to Matthew 12 and go to verse uh, uh, 36. But I say to you, you read it. So I know here's what you think. You think, well, the Lord knows my heart. See, the problem is he's the only one that knows it. He's the only one that knows it. So when you open your mouth and said, all of you, this and that. Got it? Heaven said, I wish they would shut up and start saying what I say. Bishop, is just so hard. Have you noticed how observant you are? Don't get it back to him. I'm keeping it. Uh, <laughs> what? But I say to you, for everything you say, in the day of judgment, you will give an account for it. But Bishop, didn't the verse say that the accuser has been struck down? He was struck down from his stance to be able to tell God you were no longer worthy. Bishop, what do you mean? Until Jesus shed his blood, his accusation against man was they can't keep your Torah. They can't keep your law. They're not worthy. But when Jesus shed his blood, when he brought that accusation, God said, you know what? Objection overruled. And you know what Jesus did? Jesus said, I got to plead, so do. I plead the blood. Yes, sir. And my blood has settled that accusation. See, you can't judge them for that no more. They used to be, but they're not no more. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? You can't throw they pass in their face no more because I, I struck that one down. But now what they say, that stands. Okay. All right. Y'all got it? 
right, all right, all right. So, 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 so let me give you some examples of some things, okay? And I already alluded to something. What do you say that you don't even pay attention to what you say? <clears throat> I'm just so confused. Catch a clue. Well, Bishop, what should I say? I have the mind of Christ. Every decision I make, I declare that I am making it with the counsel of Jesus the Christ. I just don't feel like I know what steps to take. The steps of a good man. Ordered by the Lord. So shut up and take the order. Look at the neighbor and say, I got some words for you. You probably never thought you were going to have to say these words. May I take your order, please? That's all God wants to hear. You sitting there, well, I feel this and I think this. And I, God, I just, would you take my orders? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Here's the problem. You ever ordered something and got to the window and not got what you ordered? God says, I can order your steps, but if you don't produce what I said, and stop blaming God for your Ishmael. But the Lord let it happen, so it must have been his will. Uh-uh, no, that's bad. That ain't scripture. He let it happen because when it was time for you to take the order. Okay, y'all don't want that. Y'all don't want that, huh? I ain't got no jacket to take off, but if I had a jacket to... When it was time for you to take the order, you were like, it's so hard to take the order. I'm so tired. Lord, I'm just wore out. This must be your way of telling me to quit. So God said, I ordered it, but you, you didn't get the fruit of what I ordered because you didn't take the order. Okay. All right, let's move on. All right, so what, but before we do that, I need to make this practical. Y'all all right? Y'all give me 12 minutes and I'm going to quit it. Probably not even that. Um, what have you been saying today? Just go back to this morning. Just today. Don't try to go tomorrow or yesterday. That's too much. Just today. Who did you say those ugly words to in your mind? <laughs> Who did you say those ugly words to? Now, I'm not saying this to beat us up. I'm just saying the book just told you you're going to have to settle the check, the bill. You're going to have to settle the bill when he goes in front of God and tells God what you've been saying. And, and he doesn't have to tell God uh, that you've been saying it because uh, God didn't hear you. He's telling God because he's trying to get a judgment against you. You ever owed somebody some money? It's okay. You can be real. Come on. So, look, four people. <laughs> four, four people go, oh, no, I pay all my bills. I've never owed anyone anything. <laughs> Let me ask it this way. Has anybody ever owed you some money? Watch the hands. <laughs> yep. See? All right. So now check this out. If they owed you money, did you ever just decide in your mind, you know what? I don't even want it. You know what you, you, know what you gave up? You gave up your judgment. What you did was say, I'm not going to hold them accountable for what they owe. I release the judgment. If, if you've ever owed money and, and, and the law got involved, they got a judgment against you if you owed it legitimately or if you just didn't show up. They got a default judgment on you. Okay, don't sit here. Oh, legal terms. You know exactly these legal terms I'm talking about. <laughs> hmm, I've never heard of that, Bishop. What are you? What is that thou speaketh of it? 
Now, that default judgment means you didn't show up. Watch it. Watch it. So watch it. To, whoa, 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 watch it. So, so, so because I didn't show up to contest, the court said, well, since they didn't say nothing contrary to it, we're going to just think you're right about it. So when Satan goes with his list of stuff before God, what he says is, God, I'm trying to get judgment on them before they wake up and realize what I'm up here doing. Y'all ain't hearing me. So that I can get judgment on them. So now I got a right to start taking stuff from them. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Let me, let me, let me, let me walk it out because maybe you're not familiar with the process. So when a judgment's given by a court, that, uh, that uh, person bringing the claim has a right to, to several different things, depending on what kind of transaction it is. Uh, but they can request what's called interrogatories. Interrogatories means, tell us all your stuff. Everywhere you got money, everywhere you had money, everywhere you're thinking about hiding money, and tell us so we can come take it. We're going to levy it, or we're going to uh, uh, garnish it, but you have to tell us everything you have because we're going to take it. But they have to get the judgment first. Yeah, yeah, y'all not hear what I'm saying. So, Bishop, what are you trying to say? The reason it's so important that you change what you're saying now is because you don't know what he's been up there trying to get judgments on. And if you don't counteract what he's put in, when stuff starts coming up missing, uh, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You're wondering how in the world did this happen? You didn't show up to the case. Bishop, how do I show up with my confession? <laughs> I show up by saying, you know what? I did say that and I shouldn't have said it. So the same way I sold that messed up confession is the same way I uproot that messed up confession. And so in the name of Jesus, all that negative stuff I just said, I uprooted in the name of Jesus. It's gone. You ain't got nothing to take up there about me no more, partner. Okay. Y'all want to look at a little more? All right, all right, we're going to look at this real quick. Go to Genesis 17. So, so, so that's how confession works. That's how speaking works. That's what your words do. Got it? Your words are recorded and taken. Got it? So he can get judgment against you. Now, naturally, he don't take the good stuff, you say. But that's what the angels are listening for. Got this. Everybody got it? You sure? Questions? All right, here we go. It's Wednesday something. Yeah. Uh, Genesis 17. Y'all okay? So confess something good about yourself. Say something good. Just confess something good. Y'all ain't got nothing to say? <laughs> uh, somebody... <laughs> So I'm going to tell you what to say to you. All right, all right, all right. Say your name. Say everything. Is working together. For your good. Say I have more than enough. My cup runs over. But Bishop, I didn't ask you nothing. Watch. Okay, go to Genesis 17. Let me show you what confession will do. Genesis 17. We're good, Harvest? 
All right, Genesis 17. Uh, verse verse uh, number one. Verse number one, Genesis 17. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make a covenant between you, uh, me and you, and will multiply you exceeding. Covenant just means an agreement between God and men. Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Verse 5, you read it. Stop. Go to verse 15. One, two, ready, read. Then God said, What's the big deal about an I and an H? The difference between the I and the H in the Hebrew language is the difference between average and excellent. It is the difference between being regular and being irregular. And irregular doesn't have to have a negative connotation all the time. It is the difference now, watch this, between somebody with no covenant or agreement with God and somebody with a covenant. Bishop, what do you mean? He says, Abram, I came to see you several years ago and told you I was going to bless you and I was going to make your name great. And you've been waiting for a little while. You've been waiting for a little while because I've been working some stuff in you and I've been working some stuff up out of you. He said, but the biggest issue I'm having with you is the way you talk. You talk like your daddy, Terra. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Terra's name means wild goat or loiterer. You know what loiterers do? They stand out looking at everybody else doing something, criticizing them, and they don't do nothing themselves. As a matter of fact, certain establishments have signs on the front of them that say no loitering. In other words, they're saying don't stand out here not doing nothing, acting like you're getting ready to come in and do something. You are falsely advertising your intent. Y'all not hearing me. So Terah's name, Terah was Abram's daddy, T-E-R-A-H. And in Genesis 11, the end of the verse, Terah died. Say he died. So now watch this. Uh, so then, but watch, God says to Abram, I want to do something new with you. I want to do something fresh with you. Say I'm the curse breaker. Say it like you mean it. I'm the curse breaker. I'm the line crosser. I'm the history maker. I'm the interruption to the dysfunction of my bloodline. So God says to Abraham, Abraham, I want you to be the interruption. He says, but the issue is, is that even though Terah's dead, you still talk like him. So what I got to do is I got to just step on in the scene and I got to change your name. So the difference between Abram and Abraham is Abram in covenant with Yahweh. You missed it. So the H is significant of his name, Yahweh. So every time Sarah said, come here, Abraham, she was saying, come here, man in agreement with God and every time he said come here Sarah he was she he was saying to her come here woman in agreement with God in other words God said y'all are taking too long for me so I need to change your name so every time you speak your name you're confessing what I said about you and do you know that it wasn't that much after that she had Isaac but she had Isaac because God changed her name I wish you'd shake somebody's arm like you're gonna shake it off and tell him he's changing your name yes he is that's why you got to stop calling yourself an ex this and an ex that and an ex this. God looks at you and say, baby, you are a king and baby, you are a priest and you are the head and not the t Yes, you are. Somebody shout if you believe the Bible. So watch. 
So watch. By changing their names, by default, he changed their confession. You're not hearing it. You're not hearing it. God says, Abram, it's been 24-something plus years since I talked to you. And ain't nothing happened. And it ain't because of me. You talk jacked up. And your talk is impeding your walk. Your confession is messing up your blessing. Come on, let me give you another cliche. Your issues is why you got all them tissues. Coming out with a new album next week, Lil Bishop and the crew. Hey! That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. I'm going to sell a million records. That's all you got to do. We'll build like 15 campuses. Sell a million records, build 15 campuses and all you got to do. You want to be in the group? You want to be in the group? <laughs> be the hype man. Okay, watch. Watch this. Watch this. God says, by default, every time you say her name, every time he says your name, you're going to be speaking and confessing. So Abram's insufficient of a name. You're Abraham. Abram in covenant with the name. What does God call you? that you don't call yourself. You know what your name is? What you answer to? You, you missed it. You missed it. Um, I, I used to say this often. I'm going to say it again. You need to know what your name means. No, you really need to know what your name means. You, you know what my name means? I think I took my, my first and last name. It means handsome overseer. Now, I'm just telling you what my name means. Don't, be, don't, don't start nothing with me. Now, don't start nothing with me. I'm just telling you what the, what the word says. That's what my name means. <laughs> now, that's what it means. In covenant with God, there's no point there. But watch this. Uh, so, 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 what does your name mean? See, parents, stop naming your children stuff. And you don't know what it means. Got these compound names. Because her daddy was Ronald. She's Ronaldette. Well, what does that mean? That might mean something. That's why Jabez, his mama named him pain. So he says, oh, Lord, that you would bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory. He said, because she named me out of her pain. But every time they call my name, I bring pain. Okay, can I give you an example? So you see how God changed their name? All right, let me show you what else confession does. Uh, let me see what I want you to do. Uh, where I want you to go. Oh, man, I'm out of them 12 minutes. Okay, I'll give you one more. Go to Matthew 8. Matthew 8. Y'all okay? We learning? We growing? We going to talk better? And so listen, and, and here's the way to do it is catch yourself. And when you catch yourself, just stop. So when you're saying, hey, you know what? All of what I just said, I cancel it. Okay, you have to be specific. You can't just say failure or, you know, it ain't going to work. Well, the angels don't know what you're talking about. So you have to say, everything I just spoke, I cancel. Do you understand this? Okay. Because they, they're going to respond to what they heard. Because when you talk, they think it's him talking. Do you understand this? 
Matthew chapter 8. Let's look at verse 5 through 8, and then we'll look at verse 26, and, and then I'll, we'll finish this, the, the rest of this, but we'll get to some more of it next week. Matthew 8, verse number 5. You ready? All right. One, two, ready, read. Now when Jesus, Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him. Look at verse 7. I'll read it. And Jesus said, I'm going to come physically and heal him. But look at verse 8. But the centurion answered and said, Lord, you don't got to do all that. I'm not really worthy. The house ain't clean. I didn't vacuum today. And uh, them dishes in the sink. I told that girl to put them dishes in the sink. Lord, just hold up. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. Excuse the mess. Hold on. Wait, just wait a minute. Look at the end of the verse from but, and I want you to say it like you're preaching it to me. Say but, and then read the rest. You missed it. Confession means I say what he say. So the centurion, the Bible tells us he's a centurion to tell us he's a man under authority and he's a man in authority. So he's a man that knows how to do what he's told, but he's a man that knows how to tell people what to do. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. So watch this. That means he understands the protocol of a word, the protocol of a directive. The president is the commander in chief of the army, but he don't go out there and say, now this is how I want you to shoot. He gives the command, and then based on his word, his people carry out what he said. You don't hear what I'm saying. God says, I'm trying to get you to understand that there's some stuff that you can change from a distance. It's some stuff you ain't got to walk up on it and be all in the midst of the situation. It's some stuff you can stand right over here and say, I ain't getting too close to that. But watch my confession change it from over here. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. They might be living in Florida, might be living in Texas, might be living in California. You might have a situation going on in Massachusetts, might have something going on across the country. I don't have to physically go there to fix it. Some stuff. My confession is so powerful. I can sit here and speak it, but the confession goes and travels. Look at verse 10. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who follow, Surely I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Look what he said. Jesus said, Wow. He said, look at you. Now, he was a centurion. He's a Roman, which means he wasn't a Hebrew. So Jesus, as a Hebrew, says to him, I've not even found great faith like this in Israel. In other words, he's saying, even church folk don't have this much faith. He's just making it practical. He said, you ain't even saved and you believe that my word will work. (sighs) So your confession can fix things from a distance. Your confession can alter futures. I didn't give you that point when we were talking about uh, uh, Abraham and, and Sarah. It altered their future. It literally created a, I, I might have to shout myself right up out of here. Um, there's this phenomenon called a quantum leap. Mm-hmm. Uh, you familiar with a quantum leap? Well, well, quantum leap says that the normal time, y'all already, I'm going to shout myself out of here. The normal time it would take me to get from here to there. The laws of physics are suspended, and what is impossible becomes possible because I go from here, but 
simultaneously as I'm here. All the physics that say it takes me 15 days, 20 days to get here. A quantum leap says, I'm there. Y'all not, y'all ain't getting what I'm saying. Your confession, I'm talking to somebody tonight. You've been saying, Lord, it's going to take a long time. God says, not this time. I've been getting you ready for years for this. I've been prepping you for years for this. It, it ain't going to be the normal laws of physics for you to get to. I'm getting ready to give you a quantum. And your confession is. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Last thing. Let me show you. What, can I show you one more Matthew 8? And then I'm done. Matthew 8. And uh, look, look at uh, verse 23. Uh, you know what? Let me give you 21 because there's some stuff in there I can show you. Can I show you something? Verse 21. Then another of his disciplines, disciples, disciplined student, that's what it means, said to him, Lord, let me first go. Oh, I'm going to help somebody. Let me go back to the past, Lord. Let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, you follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Here's, here's what's interesting about his statement. Jesus was saying to him, listen, come here. Jesus was saying, let me tell you something. He said, listen, you finna turn up destiny to go deal with something that's already been settled. Okay, now I'll leave it alone. I'm trying to help your neighbor. Verse 23. Now, when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. Let me just make the point I was trying to make. It's going to be real difficult for you to keep driving when you're looking through your rearview mirror. Okay, all right. Verse 23. Now, when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And a suddenly, somebody say suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. You know why Jesus was asleep? He's tired. He was tired because he was done. He had been healing people all day, casting out demons all day, sitting in meetings all day, getting stuff organized, trying to find out what Judas had done with the money all day. <laughs> like, now, Judas, this don't add up. Carry the fold. Put the, this is not, I don't understand. Remember, Judas was his treasurer. Judas was stealing from him. He said, this is not adding up. And look at this, verse 25. Then his disciples came to him and awoke, saying, Lord, Lord, please, come on and uh, save us because mm, we are perishing. And uh, carest thou not that we perish? Ah, we going down, 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 down. And uh, we just need you to... Come on, see about us. Mm, see about me. <laughs> why don't you come by here, Lord? And uh, why don't you just stop on by? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. See about me. Yeah, I, I want you to come see about me. And uh, Lord, we're just down here going through another day's journey. But uh, we know oh, oh, that... Uh, you're going to make a way, and uh, Lord, if you don't do it for us, where are we going to go? <laughs> where are we going to go? <laughs> I'm so glad that when I woke up this morning, <laughs> that my bed wasn't my cooling board, and uh, 
I'm so glad that when I woke up this morning, y'all, that uh, my mind was stayed on Jesus. And uh, does anybody know how to give me a stayed on Jesus? And uh, mm -hmm. that's what they did to it. I'm just telling you, that's what they did to it. Jesus sleep, they come in there with all that moaning. <laughs> Where the ladies with the hats at? They're supposed to get happy right there. Come on, ladies with the hats. Y'all supposed to get happy right there. I'll set you up for it. Do it on Sunday. <laughs> you know, because that's what she's supposed to do. Thank you. If you've never been in church, just don't worry about it. If you didn't grow up in a traditional church, thank Jesus. <laughs> I was just taking some of them back. Because some of them say, Bishop, new school. Well, I took you back. I took you back. Won't I take you back? And I'm getting ready to close. Yes. And uh, preacher closed about 15 times, didn't he? Getting ready to close. 15 minutes later, I'm getting ready to close. <laughs> Half hour later, I'm telling you, I'm almost through. <laughs> but I'm getting ready to close. And uh, another hour later, you can go into the bathroom, went to get something to eat, came back. Oh, I'm about to close. Like, how many doors does he have in this message? <laughs> Here it is, verse number 25. And I'm getting ready to close. <laughs> Verse, <laughs> here it is. <laughs> they sit there and moan and whine and complain to him. God is on their ship and they're scared God's finna drown. Since God is on your ship, why are you sitting up here scared? Like God's getting ready to drown. You keep saying God is for you and God is with you. Well, if he's for you and if he's with you, you ain't going to drown because he's on your ship. Shake your neighbor one more time. Say, he's on my ship. Here's the power right here. But he said to them, why are you fearful, oh, you of little faith? I want you to read this next part. And I want you to just let it marinate. Just let it marinate. You have to marinate it, you know. Like you're marinating some barbecue chicken or something. Just let it marinate. You understand what I'm saying to you? Then he arose. Give me some marination music, won't you? Won't you come? Come on. Give me a second. I'm caught him off guard. He won't get it. Here you go. Marinating. Yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Shh. You precious people. <laughs> Let it marinate. Then Jesus woke up from his nap. And he was mad because 
he was in the good sleep. You know how you're in the good sleep and you're like, and that's when your phone rings in the middle of the good sleep. Somebody coming there knocking on the door while you're in the middle of your good sleep. Then Jesus got up and he said to them, you have so little faith. And he woke up and Jesus went out and fought the wind. He was like, come and win. And we was like, no. It's like, you ain't going to keep doing this to me, win. And we was like, I am. Jesus was like, what? And we was like, no. That's enough. Jesus didn't fight the wind. Jesus got up and spoke to the wind and said, I rebuke you in my own name. You ought to look at every storm going on in your life right now and say in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. I rebuke. You maybe can't find a job. You better rebuke that storm. You maybe don't have enough money to make it through August the 31st. You better rebuke that storm. You may have sickness in your body. You better rebuke that. Somebody give Jesus a praise in this praise. If you're going to start speaking some things tonight, would you just start shouting and just start praising and just... Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.